0: The FloatCast is brought to you by FlotationLocations.com. They are the world's premier isolation tank directory and flotation resource center. Their website provides the most reliable and up-to-date global locator for float tank locations and manufacturers. They house their social media pages, newsletters, blogs, and much more, so you can remain updated in this growing industry. If you are interested in floating, you can find a location near you using the fastest, most comprehensive search engine available. If you're a float tank center or a manufacturer and have, te- and have not teamed up with them yet, it is time to do so and get found. From educating new floaters to providing to providing premium advertising for float, for float tank businesses, float t- Flotation Locations aspires to be the industry's hub and they are proud to be an integral part of driving this industry forward. Go to FlotationLocations.com to receive special offers and discounts on float sessions so you can save money and float for less. The Floatcast is also, also brought to you by floatforum.com. and Floatforum.com is up and running right now. It's free to join, free to post, and anybody that's in- interested in floating or opening a float center or just has any general questions about anything about floating, uh, you can go on there and post, and people will answer, and uh, it's a great community to get involved in, so check it out, floatforum.com. Hey, what up, guys? I'm Tom, and you're checking out episode 32 of the Floatcast. The podcast all about floating, float tanks, and the wonderful world uh, that surrounds it. Today we bring the Floatcast across the borders. This is now an international podcast, and uh, welcome my friend uh, Andy Zaremba from uh, Float House Vancouver, and also the uh, co-host of Vancouver Real, new podcast that's uh, out now. What's going on, Andy?
1: Hey Tom, how are you doing today?
0: All right, not too bad, not too bad. Am I uh, am I coming through all right? Am I a little bit of a delay there? Or?
1: It's a it's a little choppy, and I don't know what it is. I'm on Wi-Fi right now, but uh, okay. It's a, but it's okay. We'll just, we'll just roll with it for a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. So, I uh yeah, absolutely, man. It was it was uh nice talking with you and hanging out with you in uh in Portland at the conference.
1: Yeah, I, I love the. Those guys, those kind of on Graham and Ashcon, they do an amazing job with that. Every year it's just uh, it gets bigger and bigger. And it's really cool just to watch the whole growth as of the industry overall.
0: Yeah, it really is. It um let me see, here. I'm just messing around with my audio. Sorry about that guys. Um it really is amazing. I only this was my first year that I went out. Um I wanted to go out last year but it just wasn't in the cards. Um and just as soon as you walk in the room you can just feel the the love in the room and just everybody's working together. Um, and it's just a great thing to yeah. be a part of, you know. And I could definitely see it just growing exponentially in in the future. So, but I guess that's why we're doing what we're doing, which is opening the float centers and getting them rocking.
1: Exactly. Well, it's really it's just neat to see uh, how many float centers are popping up these days. They're really just everywhere. I saw every week I hear of a new one opening up somewhere. Um, even in Vancouver alone, there are now uh, six other independent flow centers opening up within just this city.
0: Wow. And when yeah, you – when nuts. How long have you been open? I, I might have lost them. Hang on a second.
1: Oh, we've been open since uh, – yeah, it's a little bit choppy there. Um, we've been open since uh, May 2013. So we opened up our first five-tank center in Gastown, Vancouver. May 2013, but if you want to take it back a little bit, we actually opened up a one-tank center, and this was uh, back in 2010, so we had a one-tank center going out of uh, my brother's apartment for a while, and that was kind of our way of testing it to see if there's actually an interest in floating, and uh, of course, we found out that there was.
0: Right. Now, when you guys did that one tank, was there any other ones in, in around the area, or that was the first one?
1: There was, uh, well, we tried it at this woman's house. She was a massage therapist, and she had one out of her basement. So we both went and tried one float at her place. And after the first float, we're like, wow, we have to get in on this. Like, This is amazing. We both loved floating. So uh, we bought our own tank, and we just started floating ourselves out of his apartment. And then, uh, you know, we wanted to see if we could take it a little bit further. And at that same time, it was right around when uh, Float On opened up. So we were watching them really carefully from the beginning, and we saw that like, they had instant success. They were, they were just rammed, you know, a week in advance, and we're like, wow, well, this is really cool. So we, we tested it in Vancouver. You know, we, we set up the one tank. We set up a website, and uh, and we didn't even really market it at all, and people started finding us. So people we, we found out that people were out there actually looking for this thing. So when we set up the website... Uh, we started getting emails and there'd be days like on weekends we were hosting like eight hours of floats back to back to back to back. And we're like, okay, well there's really something to this thing. Right. Wow. That's,
0: that's awesome. I mean, that's one of the things that I I realized pretty quickly about this too, um, is that a lot of people will see, are seeking this out or looking to seek it out and, you know, not to say you don't have to do any advertising, but it makes it easier when you just put something up on a Facebook page and a website and you get an email the next day from somebody that's like, oh, they got your opening. I can't wait for you to open.
1: Exactly. So that was like the, the confirmation that we needed to kind of take it to the next level. So, you know, from there, we basically wrote a business plan, tracked down some investors, and uh, we went in full scale and we opened up a five tank center in, in Gastown. Uh, and when we opened, you know, we did a lot of marketing before we opened, actually mostly on Facebook, uh, we did a couple like health shows, healthy wellness shows, things like that. But, uh, Facebook was really huge for us. And when we opened up, it was just, it was unbelievable. The first day we opened, it was just like a landslide of people coming through and, uh, we, we ended up.
0: Did you do like a big, like, did you do like a big, like a, special.
1: what's that? We did three four, we just did a. Uh, we did three floats for 120, so just a really good deal, 40 dollars a float, and that just, they people just ate that up. Like we, in the first week, uh, we we filled our center for the month. Wow. So we we were completely booked out. So about a week in advance, you couldn't even get that in, which was was good and bad. I mean, it's a great uh, marketing uh, tactic to be really really full and have people see that because it adds to the height. Um, but at the same time, we started getting a reputation of the place that you can never get in. So some people stopped trying. Uh, so that was, you know, that was what we we saw first. So for the first six months, we were like that. We were basically booked out, saw a week in advance. And then um, we were like, well, we, we need to expand this because this, this, is, this is crazy. So we approached our investors again and said, hey, look, you know, let's, uh, let's expand our Gastown Center. Uh, and the unit next door came available. So we, we leased it out. Uh, built it out, and then we put four more tanks on that side, and built like a really nice lounge and also a podcasting studio, which is the Vancouver Real podcast, which I mentioned. Oh, and by the way, right now on uh, Vancouver Real, we actually have a contest going on. We're giving away a uh, an all-inclusive paid trip to Peru uh, to for somebody to experience ayahuasca. What? Exactly. Yeah, we're we're giving away an ayahuasca trip right now. So if you want to sign up for the contest, it'll be going on until November sixth on Vancouver Real's Facebook page. But that's beside the point. So we expanded the center, um, and we so now we increased it to a nine-tank center, and we had a uh, the the big lounge in it, which was something that we felt we really needed. Like we had kind of had a storefront before, but then when you come out of a float, as you know, like you need some some decompression time. You know, mm-hmm. you just you just can't come out of a float and and, and just like be thrown back into the real world. Or, or some people can. You no, know?
0: there's got to be some sort of like medium you know it's got to be something exactly. in the middle
1: and, and that really does vary from person to person you know like uh, when I float I'm kind of I got float brain going on I can't talk I don't want to solve problems don't ask me any questions you know I need I need some time some people they jump out of the tank and they want to tell you their whole experience and they're excited about it which is cool too um, so but we thought that lounge was an important thing to have so by adding that lounge it really enhanced our center then from there we actually, Oh, I'll rewind a little bit. Um, My cousin, Eric, he opened up, he he saw what we were doing, and he came out and tried floating with us, and of course, he loved it as well, so he wanted to get on board with us early on. So he went and basically franchised our brand, Float House, in Victoria. Victoria is the capital of British Columbia, and uh, he opened up a a five-tank center out there as well. So he opened up, um, oh, it was around May 2014, he got opened up. Okay. And anyway, so he's operating out, now, out there in Victoria now. And, uh, and we also uh, expanded to a second center in Kitsilano, which is another it's like a suburb of Vancouver. So we opened a five-tank center in Kitsilano. So right now, under the float health umbrella, there's three float centers. Um, so it, it's, been, it's been crazy. It's been a wild ride. And, and uh, that's all within, you know, sorry, just a little over a year of operating.
0: Wow. And, you know, for, I'm doing the math on the fly here, but is that 19 tanks? Is that what that is? Is that yeah? We
1: got nineteen tanks um, wow. in Vancouver, plus the five in Victoria. So um, that's where we're at. right So sorry, no, that's right. Nineteen in total. But um, wow. yeah, so uh, it's, it's a lot of tanks. We're floating a lot of people. As of yesterday, we had uh, we're now over twenty six thousand floats put through, um, just between the two centers in Vancouver. So we're, we're putting a lot of people through the tanks and, and building a lot of momentum. And it's really neat to see. Like when we first opened up. Uh, you could walk down the street and ask somebody about floating, and nobody would have a clue. Like, you might have one out of ten people be like, yeah, I've heard of that, you know? Now, it's a completely different story. The It has just expanded like crazy throughout the city. My brother Mike, who's also um, my partner, he, uh, he spoke at this event called Conscious Divas. It's just a, it's just a uh, whatever, an event put on. It's a, a big speaking uh, presentation that he did, and he asked a question to the room. He said, You know, how many people have heard of Float House or floating? And nearly 90% of the room put their hand up. Yeah, so it's like, wow, huge. Like, what a, exactly. It's, just, it's amazing to see from like a year ago, nobody even knowing what it is, to like having a whole room of people putting their hand up. You know, so it's, it's pretty neat to see.
0: Wow, that's fantastic, man. Yeah. So, how are you, uh, I mean, it's got to be a big adjustment for you going from like a one. You know, one tank, kind of like in an apartment, and then here you are, not too long later, and you, you, you're building like an empire. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, well, it, 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 it's it's been a ride, man. It's, uh, it, it, yeah, I can't even say it. Other than that, I mean, it, it's, it's been an amazing experience, and we're we're really lucky, we're really blessed, you know, to be able to be doing this. Um, you know, things kind of fell in place at the right time, and you know, we we work really hard, and we definitely make a, a huge effort on a day-to-day basis. And, and, you know, to open the first center was really, you know, nearly four years in the making from when we first started uh, out of Mike's apartment. But, um, it, yeah, it's, it's been just crazy, man. Um, and, and the presence in social media is just so bizarre because – People see you like that, you know, that you would normally never think would see you. Like, it's crazy how much you get recognized now when I'm I'm walking around random places and be like, oh, you're the Float House guys. I'm like, (laughs) I don't know you at all, you know? Not even a little bit. Like that, to kind of get to be kind of put in that kind of spotlight a little bit, which is, for me, I'm I'm not necessarily that outgoing. Well, I'm becoming more outgoing now that I'm podcasting and things like that. But it took a little bit of adjustment to kind of be like put in the, the public's eye that way. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, it definitely, uh, you know, not to say I've had any sort of, you know, I'm doing okay. Not quite the success that you guys are having over there. But still, I've had a couple of people that are like, hey, you that, are you that float guy? Like, like yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah.
1: Considering I think the, it's a combination, too. It speaks towards floating. I mean, it's just such a unique and interesting thing to do. You know, Graham said it best when he was on our, our podcast. Graham Talley, he was just saying that, that – um. You know, when somebody goes to float for the first time, like that is their big event of the month potential. You know, like for us, we float all the time, so it's just, yeah, we're going for a float. It's normal. But when someone goes to float for the first time, I don't know if you can remember back to when you first went into the tank, but when I went into the tank, I was just like, what? This is so crazy. I'm going to do this thing. So when you do something that's kind of out there, you know, and you're you really are giving that people that whoa kind of that that kind of moment like that. Um, you know, I think it helps with the whole momentum behind it because it's just again, you're not you're not opening up a coffee shop, you're not opening a bar, you know, it's not a hair salon, whatever it happens to be. It's something completely new and different. So when you when you combine all those things, it uh, it makes for a really interesting mix to kind of you know boost it all up.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you're you're definitely right about being it being an event for some people and. It's funny because they might not know it coming in. They might just think, Oh yeah, I'm going to try this new thing that John told me about. I'm gonna go try and check it out. And then they come out an hour later and like, What the hell was that? I feel fantastic. When yeah. can, you know, this is great. Yeah. I, I can't wait to send so and so here you know, it's and then for
1: sure and, and that's another thing too, the word of mouth. The word of mouth is fantastic. Like people just bring in friends constantly. Like that's one of the biggest uh sources of marketing for us is just other people talking about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, float float ambassadors. They just come in, they have a great float, and they come out, and they're going to talk about yeah. it, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's actually one program that we implemented with Float House is we, we do a community outreach program where we go into the community and we'll find uh, people of influence. So we'll find like, a really popular yoga teacher, or we'll find an athlete, or someone who's influential in business, and we'll say, hey, do you want to be a float ambassador? And, of course, they come try floating, and if they like it, the deal is they come and float for free. And then they kind of just, you know, speak about us well out in their communities. And that's been another great way of outreach just to get the name out there more. Um, You know, it's it's pretty powerful to do it in in a way like that because people are going to trust the opinion of someone else more than whoever is selling that product. So if I'm trying to sell you a float, of course I want you to buy this float. So, you know, I have a vested interest in it. And you're not going to trust me as much because you feel like I'm trying to sell you something, right? But that's why word of mouth is so powerful because when somebody else is talking about it for you, it's just like they're gonna trust that person. And be like, really? Is that great? Okay, I gotta go try it. You know. So I think I think getting out in the community is really important for marketing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like you just said, I mean, they're gonna believe if they have a, a CrossFit instructor or a yoga teacher or whatever, and they're they're advising like, hey, I just went for a float the other day. I feel fantastic. You should go check it out. They're gonna take that person's opinion a lot more, you know, a lot more heavily than than you or I who are just trying to oh yeah we own the business of course we're going to talk about it exactly. say it's going to change your life exactly. you know? what else would be supposed yeah. to say <laughs> so that's
1: where we're at right now and exactly so um you know we have our three centers now and we're looking to expand we're looking to go anywhere we can we're talking to uh, potential franchisees all over north america right now we have people interested uh, right across canada all the major cities uh we also have uh Several opportunities in the states as well. We're looking at uh, Colorado. We're looking at some in California, and uh, we'd like to we'd like to kind of penetrate into that market a little bit and and make our our presence kind of known. Um, and, and I really do think that that's the way the industry is going. I think that floating is 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 going to become a mainstream uh, alternative health activity. I think it's going to become as big as massage. It's going to become as big as acupuncture. It's just from what I've seen. Uh, and the response that I get from people. Like, people love it. Like, people come into our center and they just rave about it. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, of course you're going to get the odd person that just can't handle it. You know, when you ask the odd person to sit down, you, know, you pull up Joe Blow from the street, who's usually used to sitting in, sitting on his couch all day watching TV, you ask him to go into a float tank for 90 minutes. That can be pretty tough for somebody for the first time, <laughs> you know? So someone like that, you're going to have to, you know, Ease them into it. Maybe play with some music. Maybe start them off with like an hour-long float. Um, but I mean, other than that, though, I mean, people are just eating it up, and, I, and it's, it's 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 amazing to see, and it's the explosion in the industry right now. I'm blown away by that. I mean, I can't even keep track of how many float centers I hear about opening now. Like they're all over Canada, uh, all over the states, and I, and I don't think it's going to go away. I think there's too much momentum behind it now, yeah. And I also think that people uh, in the general population are more ready for it than ever before. You know, with the proliferation of things like yoga and meditation and all these other kind of activities, it all leads down the same path as floating. And floating is another modality, you know. It's, just, it's another way to do those kind of things. And uh, I, I think the population as a whole is ready to accept a, a thing like this now. Um, it is still fairly niche, but I I do believe it's going to become a, a mainstream activity for people to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's only a matter of time before doctors are starting to advise people to go and do it. Rather than patients yeah. coming in telling the doctor, oh, hey, I tried this new thing and I feel pretty good, and the doctor rolling yeah. his eyes saying, oh, it's hippie, mumbo jumbo crap. I think you We have... know it's not. Yeah, we know we it's know not. We
1: know that there's hard, there's hard evidence behind it, there's hard science behind it. It's, it's been studied, it's been tested we know there are great health benefits to going in the float tank. And that's just on a physical level, you know. And when you get into the meditational aspect, that's, it's, it can be very subjective. But um, uh, the tank used as a tool for meditation is second to none. I mean, if you try to sit in meditation, you're sitting there cross-legged. I mean, especially if you don't do yoga, you're not very flexible. You know, your knees are going to start hurting. Your hips are going to start hurting. It's not comfortable. You can't do that for very long. But when you go into a float tank, there is no pressure on your body. Your body can completely relax and completely decompress and no distractions. So when you're sitting there meditating and you know you hear a dog barking or a, a, a car honking or your phone rings, you're not really doing it. Um, and if you go into a float tank, all those things are removed. Yeah. So now you can really focus in internally. You can focus on the feeling of your body, your breath and what's going on inside your mind. So. You know, and those, you know, the benefits of meditation are out there, too. Uh, and, and not to mention, you know, the individual experiences that you hear about in a float thing. Like some people, you know, it's, it's crazy, the, the spectrum. I mean, once in a while, you get somebody comes out and says, oh, I, I was bored, you know. But then at the other end, you'll have somebody come out and be like, yeah, I was on another planet and I was talking to aliens and I went through this entire journey. I'm like, what? You know, (laughs) that's that's the spectrum you hear. And other people are like, yeah, it was really calm. It was relaxing. It felt great. My body feels nice and relaxed now. So that too, you know, so it's not just the the medical aspect of it. It's so interesting and the health benefits. I think also the meditation aspect and, uh, and the psychedelic nature of the tank is very interesting as well. And like the word psychedelic, you know, it doesn't have to refer to a drug. The word psychedelic itself actually means mind manifest. Okay? So when huh. you change your state of consciousness and however you choose to do that and your and your your thoughts are generating different things, you are having a psychedelic experience regardless of if you've taken something or not.
0: Huh. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's well, pretty. I mean, and that's <laughs> it's pretty part of it as well, right? I mean, look at the, you know, I talked about ayahuasca a little bit. We're giving away a trip to do Peru to do ayahuasca. My brother's been down there. He's going back down there in December. I've done it myself here in BC just with a local guy. And, uh, you know, there is definitely that whole uh, psycho not movement going on right now as well, which I believe is, is kind of all part of it, all part of what's kind of happening, you know, with the whole movement between meditation and consciousness exploration and psychedelics and float tanks and all that kind of stuff, it's all kind of the same ball of wax, you know, and this stuff is all kind of fueling itself. So, you know, when we go and we launch a a podcast, we're like, well, if we're going to do something big and try to get some attention, we're going to give away a trip to Peru for people to go do ayahuasca because we're actually targeting, when we do that, you know, we're reaching a group of people that are actually interested in the stuff that we're talking about. You know, we, we're talk, this is what we talk about on our podcast. We talk about psychedelics. We talk about meditation. We talk about anything we want, really. But this is more along the lines of what we talk about. And even, you know, you, you go to podcasts as big as Joe Rogan, for example. You know, half his podcasts are about psychedelics, too. Yeah. You know, this whole movement is happening. And it, it's all part of the same thing. And um, it's, it, it's really to see how this whole other alternative way of being is kind of showing up in society now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. When, when I was first trying to get, raise up funding to open up a place, um, one of the first people I spoke to was like, I don't understand if there were so many places that were open before, what happened to them all? Why they all closed? Why, why do you think it's going to work now? And it didn't work then. Um, mm-hmm. and there's just a, a different mindset that people have now. People just look at things differently. A lot more people are into mindfulness and, and being more at peace and not, You know, it Mm -hmm. it sounds crazy because the world is so fast, but a lot of people are into trying to slow down and and taking minutes to themselves and resetting. Well, yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, and they think about our lives now compared to how they were even ten years ago. The fact that you have a cell phone strapped to your hip, twenty-four hours a day, you you can't escape it. There's no way to get quiet anymore. You know, before, if somebody wanted to contact you, they could reach you at work or at home. And that's about it. Other yeah. than that, you're out in the world. You, know, you can't be reached. Now, you're getting, I, I get messages through Facebook, text messages, phone calls, Twitter, you know, and all these different modalities. It's endless. So I'm, my phone is constantly buzzing on my hip. You know? And to, to really get away from that and put that down and go and be in silence for 90 minutes where nothing can disturb you, I mean, that's one of the best gifts you can give yourself these days.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it is. And a lot of people don't realize it until they get the gift and they unwrap it and they're looking at it. And they're like, wow, you know what? I really needed this. This was awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's like the best secret Santa gift ever. <laughs> exactly. I know it's amazing. Yeah.
1: So how often do you float? Uh, I
0: usually float twice a week. You float twice a week? Yeah, usually. it's You know, there are times when I have like a longer gap when I'll go like a week or so without floating or where I'll float like three three days in a row just for whatever reason. Um, yeah. But usually, you know, a couple times a week.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm two to three times a week myself, and I find that's a really nice amount of floating. I, I find when you do that, um, you know, your stress levels just drop down to nothing. You know, you you nothing really starts bothering you, and that's one of the things that floating does too. It actually resets your homeostatic stress points. So you know, instead of having that knee jerk fight or flight reaction where you're going to react to somebody, um, you know, honking at you or yelling at, or whatever, some negative interaction, you don't have the same the same knee-jerk reaction that you would uh, if you were floating as much. Like, if you're, if you're con- chronically stressed, which is what happens to most of us in society, to get, again, coming back to the phones, coming back to, you know, societal pressures, you know, family life, work, whatever, you know, we start having these knee-jerk reactions to anything that comes up. So the nice thing about floating is it actually resets uh, your, your stress response. So it's not going to get triggered as quickly. So you don't get stressed out as often. And why is that such a good thing? Well, you know, you're going to reduce the stress hormones that are in your body. You're going to bring down your cortisol levels, which of course is going to bring down your blood pressure and your heart rate. It's going to let your immune function, uh, your immune system function better and all these different things. And, you know, I think that floating is needed right now. It's a balance. We all know that the, the universe, everything is balanced. There's, there's black and white, yin and yang to everything. And, and this overstimulated environment that we have now, Floating is the extreme yin of that. You know, we need this. We need it right now more than anything just to get a break from the constant stimulation that we get every single day. Yeah.
0: I mean, do you remember when you were a kid and like you'd be like, all right, yeah, I'll call you after school. We'll go hang out, go to the park or whatever. And and you would call your friend's house because obviously you didn't have cell phones. You'd call his friend's house and the phone would just ring lonely, yeah. lonely ring in the house because your friend was already gone. And then that was it. You missed your friends. They were out somewhere hanging out and you missed them and, and that was it, yeah. man. You, that sucked. <laughs> yeah, Younger yeah. kids will never experience that, the heartache that was missing out of the party because you just missed the phone call.
1: Yeah, but there's a double-edged sword too. You know, there's something to being able to shut that away, shut that off and away from everything and, uh, and, and not having to be constantly connected to everything all the time. So, uh, part of me wishes we could go back to that a little bit, but um, at the same time, I do love the the connectivity we have because of the technology available to us today. I love how I can contact uh, a friend that I went to school with, you know, in the first grade, and I can I can see him on Facebook. And I can see, oh wow, look what he's doing now. He's you know he's starting a business or he just had a baby or whatever he's doing. You know, it's just so neat because it, it just brings it all together. But at the same time, I think we need that balance and we need to. Uh, not get completely wrapped up in the whole thing, which a lot of us do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, I, you know, I'm still blown away by the fact that I could just like pick up my phone and be like, uh, at Tom Cruise, your movie stinks. And like, he'll get it. You know, like, I know that he's going to see that,
1: you know, whereas like, well, he, he may see it. I mean, a guy like that's probably got however many Twitter followers. So it's probably the sea of criticism coming at him all the time. Yeah. But, um, you know,
0: you pretty much had the guy's phone number in your pocket. You could pretty much send him a text message. Like, Let me just text Tom yeah. real quick.
1: It's, it's it's fantastic. And if you send that guy something um, that's profound enough that he wants to respond to it, well, he was he's going to respond to it. You can, it, it it makes the whole world so much smaller, for it, really.
0: Yeah, definitely smaller, much more connected. Um, but like you just said, it's very easy to get caught up in the connection and kind of lose sure. sight of what really is important. You know, things that are right in front of you, conversations that you're having. And you're sitting there looking at your phone it's like what do we even need to be here for this like what?
1: Yeah, exactly i mean there's got to be some restrictions on it. you know you gotta when you're a, you know um, my girlfriend and i make some rules you know when we're eating dinner no phones at the table you know things like that it's just, just to just to be normal again for a little while and not be constantly distracted
0: yeah well, stuff like that important man you know just making time aside obviously from floating but just making time to like all right let's shut everything off you know how was your day? What's going on with you? And like with anybody, with your girlfriend, with your friends, with with coworkers, you know, that's anybody, that. anybody, you know, you, yeah. you you miss out on that connection, and and that's it. It's gone, and now you just have somebody else you work with, and they're on their phone, and oh yeah, I don't know much about them. They, I don't know. I think she has a boyfriend or, or whatever, and, yeah, and that's it. You know. Yeah, yeah and I'm not true. knowing anything so. about them. Yeah, definitely. So, so you um. So do you have tanks? You have rooms? You have both, like
1: a mixture? So, yeah. So we have the Oasis tanks. Uh, we went with Oasis. We're really happy with them. Um, they're, they're quite a good tank. They are very simple, and I really like the simplicity of them. There's nothing on an Oasis tank that you can't fix, uh, fix yourself actually. Um, there, there's tanks out there with uh, lots of bells and whistles now. Um, they range from anywhere from like thirty grand up to a hundred grand. You yeah. Know? But I really do believe that there's a point of diminishing return when you pay for your tank. I think that you know, when you close that hatch, as long as the, the, the water's at the right density, at the right temperature, and there's no light, and there's no sound, and decent ventilation, and the float experience is good, it doesn't matter if you're lying in a $10,000 tank or if you're lying in a $100,000 tank. It's the exact same environment for the most part. As long as that float center owner is doing a good job of controlling the environment of his tanks, and the environment of his center or her center. Um, and uh, there are certain things you can do which are kind of neat. Like some of the tanks have lights inside. You, know, you can start playing around with like color therapy. For example, if you put like a red light on in the tank you know, for the first 15, 20 minutes of your float, what will actually happen is you can start stimulating melatonin. So it's going to help you calm down. That like Melatonin is the hormone that helps you sleep. So if you can put on a red light for some, for example, for a little while, it's going to help that person calm down and actually relax into their float a little bit more. So you can do things like that. But we play around with it a little different. Like we have um, we have LED lights in all the rooms, so we can make the room like kind of red at the beginning. So it's red when you're getting ready to go in the tank. Your that melatonin production starts happening. You start relaxing. You get in the tank. It's black. You're doing your float. We also offer like induction music, so we have different tracks. So it is relaxing music that will play for like the first fifteen minutes of the float and then have it just fade off like real gently and it just kinda of drops you into your float. And then at the end of the float we'll wake you up with music scores as well. And then when you get out of the float, if you actually put blue lights on in the room, blue lights will stimulate cortisol production. And you know, you don't want to have excess cortisol. Excess cortisol is bad. But a little bit of cortisol is normal and natural to help you wake up. So and that's and again this is uh, getting off topic a little bit, but that's part of the reason why we do 90-minute floats at Float House because 90 minutes is actually the same as a full sleep cycle. So it's a more natural rhythm for your body to be in. So at the end of your float, you're kind of going in that natural waking up stage, uh, and then you come out, the blue lights are on, you have a little bit of cortisol production, so you start feeling awake again. So you know, you're know you not just such a uh, a zombie when you get getting out of the tank sometimes. Although for me, it doesn't really help. When I get out of the tank, I can't talk to anybody. So <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's – uh. To be honest with you, I'm very <clears> – <throat> first off, let me get a shout-out to Dave uh, from Oasis because he was huge when I got my tank and I bought a used yeah. tank. Um, and I didn't know anything about it. I couldn't find anything on the internet about it, information about who built it, n- nothing. And he was kind enough to send me uh, some information that really helped me out. So shout-out to him because Dave is a good man.
1: Yeah, uh, he's done a great job with his tanks. I, again, I'm really happy with him. Um, have you tried any other pods or uh, any cabins or anything
0: like that? Um, the first tank I floated in uh, was a pod. I think it was a, a float-away pod. Um, yeah. And the second... To,
1: with the hatch that opens up and closes? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the second time I floated in was a room. Uh, it was a, uh, you know, one of the big, fancy, one of the nice, beautiful, awesome rooms. Cabins, yeah. 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 Um, and then the third time I floated was here at my own place when I had my tank. I only floated twice and then I was all in. So uh, yeah. Uh, Other than that, and I floated in uh, a custom float room that somebody built. That was pretty. That was pretty nice. Yeah. But I'm totally with you when it comes to bells and whistles and keep it simple, stupid. Uh, I I was a mechanic and and worked on uh, Hondas, built Hondas, race cars for a long time, like turbo cars. And the cars that always ran the best were the cars that had like nice simple setups, the nice simple, nothing too crazy. And those cars always ran. They ran what they ran, but they ran it consistently. They didn't break often. They didn't have headaches. And the other cars yeah. that went all out when they ran, they were f- unbelievable, but it was few and far between. Yeah. They were always on the lift getting worked on. So I'd much rather have yeah. a simple, beautiful exactly. setup that works you know, I, every time.
1: Exactly. You know, I, I do like some – the aesthetics of the pods are really nice. They, they look sexy. Yes, um, they are nice the, to look at. And I think the one thing I would say is it's not a bad thing for marketing potentially because, you know, when someone sees a tank for the first time – you know, one of the first words that always comes out of their mouth is, "What if I'm claustrophobic?" You know, and I hear that over and over and over. I'm like, "No, you know, you're going to be okay. You're in complete control. You can shut the lid whenever you want. You can open it and get out whenever you want." And once people actually realize that it actually is quite big inside, then they don't usually have a problem with it. Yeah. But I think this, for the for the I guess for some people who might be more intimidated to try floating, uh, a a pod or a cabin might be be more inviting for them.
0: Yeah, I think it's – I think like you just said, it's the initial one or maybe two floats, and then after that, I think that seasoned vets um, almost prefer a tank or, or something smaller, as weird as that may yeah. sound to some people. Um,
1: I don't think so. I, I think it kind of gives you that kind of cocooned-in kind of feeling. You now, it's it's easier to control the environment if the environment's smaller. If you have a big cabin – it's going to be drafty potentially. There's you know more yeah. variables, uh, more areas where light can come in, more uh area, places where sound can kind of sneak through. So
0: it's a lot more air above the water to keep warm, which is tough.
1: Exactly, that's the awesome thing too. So I find a tank you can actually control the environment, and we actually uh, installed these fans. Uh, do you know the guy who um, I can't remember his name right now, but he he manufactures the escape pods? Jeremy. Jeremy, yeah. Well, we ordered. Uh, 14 of those fans, he's got these specialty fans that he uses for escape pods, and we, we plug them into the air vents in the back of the Oasis, and it works amazing. Like, the humidity is nearly gone. Uh, you feel, like, this nice, like, this fresh stream of air coming into the tank, and you can breathe really easy, and it helps you relax, which is actually pretty important, too, because in the Oasis tanks, one of the biggest criticism of them is the ventilation, uh, and which is legit because what will happen is you're, you're breathing air inside the tank when you breathe out co2 comes out and what happens with co2 it's heavier and it sinks down so you're going to get a layer of co2 accumulating uh right above the water level which is going to cause actually it actually causes a panic uh inducing state because co2 is something that your brain if it registers too much of this stuff in your body it's going to cause a small panic state Um, so having that proper ventilation in the tank is, is really important. So if you have an Oasis tank, I highly recommend getting one of these fans because it just, it makes the ventilation like 10 times better.
0: I, um, the tank that I have, you've probably never heard of it. It's called the float to relax tank. Um, no, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's really old. Very, very solid built design, very well designed and thought out and stuff. And it's a great tank. I love it. I mean, I floated for, you know, seven and a half, eight hours and no issues or or anything. Um, but I di- It didn't have any sort of ventilation or anything when I first got it, and I kind of had to change things around, and I added a fan, so then there's some positive ventilation that goes in there, and it really made a big difference. Just like you said, it's enough of a – like you don't feel a breeze. Like you have like a window open or anything no. like that, but you feel it enough to where you know it's there, and I think for some yeah. people that helps them like, all right, I can feel the air. I know it's coming in. I know there's a hole over there where the air is going out, so I know it's going to come in there, go out there, and I'm going to be all right. Um, but it keeps the conditions in a tank so much better, and I think it gives people that come in a lot more peace of mind. Like you know, like I said, all right, I'm not going to choke to death in here. There's plenty of air. I'm good to go.
1: Exactly, and I actually find I can relax better when 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 that air is circulating through there. It's just uh, it feels way better when you float, and I can just go deep when I float.
0: Yeah, it's really uh, it definitely made a difference for me for me as well. It um.
1: Do you ever get any visuals in the tank?
0: not often um but actually two weeks ago uh i i had a real deep float where i swear to you man i was in space i wasn't looking at space through a telescope it wasn't like checking it i was in space um and the the most wild thing about it was that i realized it and i felt it and like you know i was awake obviously and i was like wow this is wild like i I feel like i'm in the stars and like (laughs) it just as i said that like the stars started to like fade away kind of almost like i was disappearing like yeah. you know fading and i was like no 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 i want to hang out here and then they started coming back i was like all right good i'm i can hang out here for a little while um it didn't last long it was maybe like you know f- 5 maybe 6 minutes um mm. but it was unbelievable it
1: was you know i
0: i was there it was uh yeah it was pretty incredible yes yeah, so that's
1: some people get experiences like that um uh... For myself, I, I, I don't get a lot of visuals, but I've had several experiences where, I'd have, uh, where I've had visuals. And it's kind of hard to, to tell if I'm dreaming or what exactly is going on. But uh, in any case, they're very vivid, very lucid. Uh, and I also do get a lot of uh, auditory hallucinations. In fact, sometimes I'll, I'll hear uh, someone a voice that's not my voice. You know, I, I'm not sure what that is exactly. I, hopefully, I don't need to seek some kind of medical help. <laughs> but um, they, I'll, I'll hear like oh, someone clearly talking to me. Um, sometimes uh, I'll hear music. Music will just kind of turn on in my head, and like it will be really vivid. I'll be like, "Wow, I, I've caught myself kind of rocking out in the tank a little bit." And all of a sudden, I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait! I'm floating," <laughs> and I'll actually hear really vivid music in the tank.
0: <laughs> Imagine yourself like an STP concert. You're like, oh wait, no, no, no! I'm I'm here just chilling. I'm not I'm not rocking out the creep. Everything's all right.
1: No, exactly. It, it, that's what it was like. It happened to me last week. I couldn't believe it. But um, it's kind of neat. Those are the kind of things that happen in a float tank sometimes. And you know, and some people go in and have completely uh, uh, psychedelic experiences where they're just talking to other beings and uh, and having experiences like that. It's, it's 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 more on the rare side, but it definitely can happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it is. It is pretty cool to hear somebody when they come out. My favorite is when they just have their first float. You know, they come out of their first float. A lot of times, I'm like, all right, let me see what this is gonna. You know, excited to see what the person says. And when they come out yeah. and say something like that, I'm like, wow, you really let go and went deep your first time. Like that's awesome. Like you went, in, you didn't have any hesitations. You went right in there and went all in, um, and you didn't hold anything yeah. back.
1: And you, and you never. No, too. It's different from person to person. Like again, like you'll get somebody who's an experienced meditator who can go in the tank and they can drop right into it, but they might not necessarily have that experience. Then you'll get you know average Joe Blow who watches you know eight hours of TV a week, uh, go in the tank, and you know he struggles with it. But then again, you'll get that same guy go in the tank, and and he'll have full blown like visuals in his first experience. You know, so you really can't tell. Really, it's different for every single person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it is. And that's why if you listen to this, yeah. you have to find a float center near you and go and check it out. Preferably at the float house yeah, or the float place.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you happen to be in British Columbia, Canada. Um, but uh, I think there's some directories out there now uh, where you can actually look up float centers. Um, yeah. There's one that always retweets us stuff. I can't remember what yeah, it is. Yeah, flotationlocations.com, uh, I'm sure. Flotationlocations. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. They're good people over so, there. They actually –
0: they're uh, a sponsor of the podcast, actually. They're uh, they were my first sponsor oh, that jumped on board.
1: Location location. Excellent. Well, what's up, Location Locations? Thanks for sponsoring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, and I I'd be, I think you'd be hard pressed to not be able to find one these days. It's, it's, again, they're, they're in every major city. They're probably going to have at least one tank somewhere that you can track down. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, if you really want to try, you could always hop on a plane. We had people come from all over, actually to our condo. When we host, when we were opening uh, that one tanker out of uh, my brother's condo, we had people uh, fly in from all over the place because we were the only float tank that was being advertised anywhere in Western Canada. Wow. So we had people fly down from the Yukon. We had people... Uh, fly in from different provinces and drive up from, like, Seattle or or come in from Vancouver Island and things like that just because they, they saw it online and they wanted to try it. And we were really the only thing available that they could find. So we had people come from all over the place. It was nutty.
0: Yeah, when I uh, when I first was getting going or when I first wanted to try it, I had to go into Manhattan. It was like an hour, a total travel time to get there. It was just about two hours uh, between going to the train station, waiting for the train, taking it in, blah, blah, blah. It was just about two hours. And it's like, yo, you get in a plane, you can go pretty far in two hours. You know, you can really make some, get some serious distance going on. Well, so, yeah, there's no excuses out there. If you want to try, yeah, there's no there. want it, to try out, it, there's definitely
1: it, a place yeah. nearby. And then, and then go uh, open your own center. You know, go whatever city you're in, bring it there. I mean, there's an opportunity for sure. You know, we're franchising a float house. And uh, I, I keep telling people, I mean, just come along. People are so hesitant because the model is still unproven. Mm-hmm. Technically unproven, but I mean, from what we've seen, you know, the the data that we've collected is showing amazing, amazing signs right now. And you know, some people will look at uh, our schedule and see it really full, and that's you know what I would what I would consider a vanity metric, which basically means that you're looking at something and assuming that. It's really good and it may not be – you don't know how many of the other folks we're selling, how many of those are comps or what's going on or maybe yes. even blocked off spots on their schedule. I don't know. You know but we don't do that. You know, our, our schedule is what it is. You know, the, the one thing we have done is we've run some social shoppers like Groupons and things like that, which definitely give you a nice influx of people. But um, what you see is what you get other than like you know, the odd comp here and there or one of us floating or one of our staff floating – uh, or our float ambassadors, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but, I mean, on any given day, we can put through over well over 100 people now. So most of our floats are paid floats. And, um, I mean, for anyone who's questioning or doubting the industry at this point, I mean, you know, it's all about, it's all about the, the float center and the float center owner and how good of a job they're doing, especially with their marketing. You know, you can make this thing go. It takes work. It definitely takes work. You can't just open a float center and expect that you're going to get – you know, droves of people coming to you, but it definitely is possible. You know, I, and, I, and I see varying degrees of success within different folks centers. Some, I look at their schedule and it's empty. And it's like, oh my God, that's awful. But, you know, they got to get out there. They got to do something. They got to do social media. They got to go, you know, put soldier a little bit. Go out there in your community. Start talking to different people. Go, you know, network with local businesses. Do something, you know. Don't just sit there and expect people to come.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're going to get some people, like we were saying before, you're going to get some people that are, actively looking for this and looking to check it out. But don't expect that to support your business because it certainly won't. You know, you definitely have to put in the work and put in the hours. It's not gonna be a parade of people that comes to your float center. Um
1: Exactly. You know. And one of the biggest challenges we're finding right now with floating is education. It's just explaining to people why they would want to do this. Thing. I mean, yes, again we're getting lots of great feedback but also You know, I still think we haven't really hit the mainstream population too hard yet. I mean, people in the mainstream have probably heard of it, but it still is kind of a niche thing. So education is huge. And, you know, the the one one thing people talk about social media and they'll have their opinions on if it's good or not. But I'll, I'll tell you right now, from our experience, it's fantastic. And it's one of the best modalities to educate. You know, you can put up blog posts. You can... You can write right on your Facebook page. You can link it to your website. There's so many things you can do with it. Um, you can put up videos, and and right now, you know, in the process of making a really good educational video, it's like a, a graphic animation video. It's gonna be like five to six minutes long of just like, you know, what floating is, all the benefits, and all that kind of stuff, but condensed into a, like a really entertaining video. And we need to see more stuff like that coming out. We need to see more content going out there about floating. To educate the population as a whole. I mean, you get the odd thing here and there, but we don't have a lot of real polished stuff going out yet. And a lot of people will judge your business for that. Like, if you look amateur, they're not going to take you seriously. You know, if you want to reach a larger, more mainstream audience, you're going to have to invest a little bit in your marketing and you're going to have to put together some stuff that, that looks good and that people are actually going to sit down and watch. If they're not going to watch it, then, you know, what's the point of you, you know, even going in front of a webcam and talking if, if, if it's not going to attract people in? You know, I'm not, that's not a knock on you or, or anybody. I'm just saying like the mainstream audience, you know, ex- they expect a certain level of professionalism mm-hmm. when uh, it comes to anything like that. And I, I think that's what full center owners need to do now. I think we need to go out, get out there and I think we start, need to start really pushing this thing forward in a professional way uh, that's going to attract more and more people. And, that, and again, will fuel the whole industry as a whole. So I think it's in everyone's best interest to go out there and do that kind of thing, which, uh, you know, hopefully new centers opening up are going to hear this and They're going to start investing in that kind, of, you know, that kind of content.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, honestly, that's one of the reasons why I started doing this was because even though it's not, you know, super polished and super great, it's it's information that's out there, and it, at the very least, it was from. Uh, like from my point of view which was look I'm I'm here doing this and this is my experience and now I got people who come out of the tanks and it's like look, look here's their experience so
1: at least it's well, something personally, in- I think I love what you're doing I think what you're doing is fantastic the podcast uh, format is great i mean the best thing about what we're doing right now is that we can say anything we want There's no regulations. I can fucking swear, and I can say anything I want, anytime, and we're not gonna get regulated, and we can have a real conversation that's not scripted. If we wanted to, we could sit here for six hours and keep going. You know? Yeah. I mean, we're not gonna do that. I gotta run and pick up my daughter from daycare pretty soon. But um, I actually gotta
0: cut it short in about two minutes because I got a client coming.
1: (laughs) Okay, beautiful. Well, that's that's a good thing to have. But um, yeah, so we should probably start wrapping this thing up then. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I think what you're doing uh, is, is part of what we need in the industry. You know, you're going out there, you're putting out a source of media where people can listen and be educated and learn more about this. And uh, the more of that going out there, the better.
0: Hey, thanks a lot, man. Hey, and you guys are putting together, you know, between your your beautiful centers that you're expanding and, and duplicating and, and it's badass. And, and now your Vancouver Real podcast, which is on, it's on uh, YouTube also, right? You were saying?
1: on YouTube, downloadable on iTunes. And again, if you hear this, if you've made it this far, uh, <laughs> go to our website, right? And go to our sorry, our Facebook page right now. We got a contest on. We're paying for somebody, full out, we're paying for your plane ticket, we're paying for your week down at the resort and 500 bucks spending cash to go down there and experience ayahuasca. And if you don't know what ayahuasca is, go research it and do yourself a favor, and learn about that. But uh, that's what we've got going on right now. So if you get a chance, Go sign up, you might win.
0: That's fantastic, man. That's a great thing you guys are doing. That's a beautiful, uh, that's a beautiful contest you guys put together.
1: Thank you. Appreciate yeah,
0: you got, it, man. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the Flowcast, man. It was it was great hanging out with you, and and th- thanks for just sitting rap with us, man. It was great talking with you.
1: Yeah, it was a pleasure. We should do it again sometime.
0: Definitely, man. I'll come on. I'll come on Vancouver Real one day.
1: Yeah, no, we'll do that. We'll definitely do that for sure. Uh, we'll set it up. So right. we're gonna actually set up Skype format. In fact, maybe. You yeah, after we get off, you can kind of tell me how you set this up because I don't know how to do it yet. So okay, <laughs>
0: I'll I'll try and explain it to you. But you know, a lot of it was a uh, click. Does this work yet? No. Okay, click. Does that work yet? <laughs> All right, it works. Now it doesn't work. But yeah, absolutely, okay. man. All okay. right, everybody. That, yeah, no sweat, man. Thanks, thanks, like, thanks again, man. Thanks for checking us out, everybody. Uh, keep your tanks clean. Do the right thing and uh, stay salty. Take care, friends.